Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Um, fruitfulness today, and today we are going to do fruitful seasons, okay? We have a season of fruitfulness. We've spoken about the fruitful... Uh, uh, the vineyard of fruitfulness to make us understand that God has a vineyard and the vineyard of God there are vines in it and the vines are supposed to be fruitful and we've come to understand that the fruits um, uh, the vines in the vineyard is the Christian then we talk about um, vines of fruitfulness and we saw that uh, we are vines we are vines not only are we in the vineyard of God uh, as branches of the vine, but we are also vines who produce fruit in the house of God. Then we saw also that uh, we are planted in the house of God. We are planted, and as we are planted in the house of God, we're supposed to be what? Produce fruits because every plant produces what? Fruits. And we saw the type of plants we are, and we discovered that we are trees of life who must produce fruits of life. Hallelujah. Then we saw that uh, there is a water of fruitfulness. There's a divine water who comes to us to make us fruitful. So we are all not only planted just to exist, but there's a supply, supernatural supply, which supplies us to be fruitful then we now want to see what are the season we are supposed to be fruitful what are the season of our fruitfulness what season do we supposed to produce what fruit and what fruits are we supposed to produce at what time of our life that is what we are here to look at this afternoon amen we will see and do what we can do few of them and the rest we will leave it to time and then uh, another time when we meet so let's move straight to ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 To everything, there is a season. To everything, there is a season. And a purpose to every, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. The Bible said that to everything, there is a season. So, everything of our life, there is a season for it. Hallelujah. We cannot have everything at the same time. Everything cannot come to us at the same time of a year. No. Every year we go in, every month we go in, every week we go in, and what is expected of us to produce. So, there's a season for us to be born. There's a season for us to start growing, there's a season for us to study, there's a season for us to graduate, there's a season for us to work, there's a season to marry, a season to have children, a season to raise children, a season to start building inheritance, a season to fulfill, that is to begin to enjoy what we have acquired, and then a season to welcome departure. So everything in this life, there's a season. And in the season, there's a time for the purpose. So we have the season of the thing and the time for the purpose of the thing. Amen. There's a season for marriage. So when the time 
of marriage come and a person get married from the day you get married until the day death do you part it's a season of the marriage and in that season you make family hello but the time for making family or children is nine months of the season I hope you know that so we have married we are going to marry for 50 years the season of the marriage is 50 years but the time for having children is nine months of every year so you have the season and the time for a purpose of life we have 12 months in a year it's a season hallelujah corn is grown and harvest within the 12 months of the year but this time for growing corn is May to October of the 12 months so May to October is the time for the purpose of producing corn January to December is a season of planting or having or cultivating corn. So to everything, there's a season and there's a time to every purpose. Sometimes you can be in the season, but the time might have not come. And most of the time, we don't understand, so we are always in a hurry. Because somebody said that once I am 30 years, I must have A, B, C. Which is not always true. You can be 30 years, but in the, that season, that age of your life, what are you supposed to produce at every time of the day and of the month you must know else we will do a lot of what mistakes and harm our life we may either rush or we may delay which we shall look at what happens so there's a season for everything and there's a time for every purpose let's look at what David said Say he is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yielded its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. It produces its fruit in season. So there's a particular fruit that must be produced and it can only be produced in its season. That means if it is not the season, the fruit cannot be produced. And if you force to produce fruit before the season or after the season, it can both cause a great damage into life. That is the reason why nobody should put pressure on everybody's life. I don't believe in that. Nobody should put pressure. Because if you allow people to put pressure on you, you may rush 
ahead of your season or you may delay into your season. And when that happens, when the right time comes for your season, you will be in want. Amen. And now let's look at Revelations. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Down the middle of the green great streets of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruits. Last week I explained. 12 crops of fruits yielding its fruits every month. It bears what? 12 crops of fruits in every month. So that means in the year, the 12 months of the year, every month and a particular fruit we produce. Hallelujah. That means 12 months of the year is the season. Okay? The season. But in the 12 months, we don't produce the same fruits. We don't produce the same results. In the 12 months of the year, what I produce might be different. What I may produce in January might not be what you produce in January. What I produce in March might not be what you produce in March. What I am going to produce in April may not be what you produce in April. And vice versa. So if you understand it this way, you will never run the race of somebody. Amen. And I will never run the race of somebody. I will never run after you and you will never run after me. I will never chase after what you have and you will never chase after what I have. I will not envy you. You will not envy me. I will not convert you. You will not convert me. Because you know that what I am producing is for my season. And when your season comes, you produce, who, who knows, maybe in your season you will produce even better than I do. Hello? You produce better. It has become a glory in the eyes of that which they think they had. When your season comes, sometimes what somebody has that they think that you can never have, sometimes your own will be better off than them. Because, listen, God does not wait for a season to give you a rotting fruit. When your season comes, you produce good fruits. You produce better ones. And you produce beautiful and sumptuous, delicious ones. Your own will come. I say your season will come. You will produce it. Better ones. Every month of your life, every week of your life, you will bring out better fruits. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you are patient, people tell you all sorts. When you begin to own your own key and you have enough space and you don't even know, sometimes you have all the beds there and you still sleep on the floor. Hallelujah. Then you sit and say, hey, even the floor, if I don't come early, they will lock me. Your season will come. Your season will come. Your season will come. If your season has not come, somebody's business will be breaking through. Say, ah, how come that my 
business is not breaking through. What is happening? When your season comes, you don't need advertisement. You don't need to go calling about people to come and see your business. People will come to your business. The, the engineer was working on the church project. This man has been an engineer for years. His certificates, his everything has been learned. He has gone to Germany to be trained. And he said for 15 years, he's just been doing backyard construction. One bedroom, two bedroom, quarter room, and this thing, and be doing it, and be doing it. And this man has every expertise. Hallelujah. We don't know what's happening. When the time of the projects, we were looking for engineers. Somebody said, ah, let's try this man and see. He's good. He, he hasn't built any, but let's see. We went for him. He said, oh, you know this warehouse, I contributed. I was part. This one, I was part. He said, okay, so we want you to do this project. Can you? He said, why not? We gave to him. As by the time the project was at the lentil level, he has got about four major mansions to build. Including a church member's hotel, which he's building now. And a church member's big warehouse he has built. He has built a church member's 12-bedroom house. Hallelujah. And sometimes, you see, he comes and says, Pastor, it is easy. He said, it is easy. He said, you know something? Some of the big contractors I used to work with and they insult me. Today they don't have work. Because they were doing government projects. And the government has freezed all the projects. And listen, now I have four big projects that I'm doing. Every week, the end of every week, at least my take home every week is about 2,000. Every week. That is Monday to Friday. I take 2,000 home. Your season will come. I said your season will come. Your season will surely show up. They bear fruits every month. According to the manner of their fruits. Hallelujah. That is the reason why you don't have to rush. Tell somebody don't rush. Tell somebody don't rush. Tell somebody relax. Fight your fights. Try your trying. Run your speed. Amen. Don't rush because if you rush, something else will happen. If you rush, you may lose the potential. People are in university. People are doing master's, second degree. People are doing apprenticeship. People are still doing yes, sir. People are still learning. People are still uh, uh, subject. People are still laborers and workers. 27, your colleagues are still within the youthful race. Believing big visions. They are hustling and they are trying to make ends. You want to become rich. If you become rich at 27. Without any expertise and experience to manage the wealth. What will become of your life when you are 70? Hallelujah. What will become of your life? now if let's say this my, 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 my small brother sit down and the one billion dollars he slaps he will die you wake up and you have one billion dollars in the bank what are you going to do is it my school fees am I doing my masters no what am I going to do I have to build a house you see that yes I have to buy a car I have to open a business do you get it do you see that it's good have a, build a house Open the business, start something. Do that is good, but the expertise to manage it. 
Does he have it? He's going to employ people who know more than him. They will chop their money. Hallelujah. Does he know how to balance a business account? Does he know what is strategic planning? Does he know what is e-commerce? Does he know what is international transaction? Does he know what is e-commerce? Does he know what is a frit? Does he know what is containers and shipping? He doesn't know all these things. So, so he start a business. And he go employ Abbott. Who has it in and out of the accounting and have quite all the grimper knowledge and go and put him there. And he's managing one billion dollars for somebody who doesn't even know how to count one billion dollars. Even if you say you should, he should write it. You know one billion dollars, how many zeros? Hallelujah. By the time this guy will say that they are chopping my money, he has resigned. Amen. So as at the time he would have been, let's say, 35, 40, that he now understands the business. If you rush into your season, you will lose the potential for the future. I say, hold, take your time. Your season will come. Your time will come. Your moment will come. You shall not remain like this forever. Your life, your business, everything about you shall change. The Bible said that do not let your heart trouble when you see sudden riches. Do you know that there are some riches? It is sudden. You'll be walking in an area with a small boy. The next time you see, they are driving the latest Corolla. And when they get down from the car, they are pulling their trouser. And they are doing this. And, and you could see that they, they, they. Sudden riches. You don't even know. 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., 24 hours. You don't see them say they are going to work. You don't see them opening any shop. But they fuel the car. They roam out until daybreak. And some of our sisters, they come our way and say, yeah. Oh, I got a new guy. Shall I hit rice? You got me. These days, I've stopped working with these guys who are on their foot. Hey, I'm tired of the dust. Tired of the dust. Now I must be on wheels. Level change now. My guy is driving. Oh, it's not this Corolla Arano. Come and see, latest one. The one, and in fact, when it's there, you see that. <laughs> sudden riches. The Bible said that, don't let your heart follow after it. Somebody started a business today. Two months, the person is doing Accra, Japan. Did you go for loan? No. You didn't go for loan. Do they pay you 5,000 a month? No. You didn't go for loan. You are not paid that much. So two months, you have been able to mobilize money to go Accra, China, Japan, to do business within two months without taking a loan. Don't let your heart follow it. It is sudden riches. Sudden riches. Hallelujah. Don't rush. Let's read Mark chapter 11 verse 13. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves. Listen to me. Jesus saw a fig tree standing afar off. The Christian who produced fruit does not live afar off. He's in the kingdom. He's in the vineyard. Amen. The people who produce fruit in their season, they are planted by the side of rivers. They don't stay far. 
vineyard. He saw a fig tree standing afar. Don't go far from God. Don't go far from God. If you want to produce fruit, stay closer to where the power of God is. Because that is where you draw rivers of waters to produce fruit. He came if happily he might find anything thereon. When he saw the fruits, he saw the tree afar. He said, oh, let him get closer. Maybe I might found something. Why? He found nothing but leaves. Because see, he saw the leaves as being so blossom. So he thinks by now, there are fruits. He went there and there was no fruit. When you rush into your season, you only discover or you only build outward appearance. Outward appearance. People see you and they think that, hey, you are powerful, you are rich. But inside, nothing. That is the people who spend all their money buying big clothes to wear. And in their pocket, nothing. They will take a loan and buy Porsche car. Powerful phones. And I said in the morning, the person earns 500. He's using 1,200 Apple phone. Powerful. The perfume on their body, 250, big time. So when you see the leaves, they look. When you go into their pockets, when you go into their room, nothing. When you ask them, nothing. They have nice leaves, but no fruits. Tell somebody, don't rush. Tell somebody, don't rush. Listen to me. Nobody will arrest you if you buy and sow. Nobody will arrest you if you enter into Domi Boutique and take from there. Nobody will arrest you. Hallelujah. Take your time. One day. Hallelujah. Don't build fruits who are only seen as a leaf. Take your time and produce fruits who are good for eating. And all is because you stay far. And sometimes, you see, when people sit far and they look at you and you look fruitful, they will rush to you. And the more you are crowded with people at the development of fruitfulness, they will kill you. That is why if you are starting a young business, you don't loan and credit your things that much. You must credit a loan to people whom you know that they will pay. That is why if you are a young entrepreneur, visionary, purposeful person, you must decide who friends must come. Hallelujah. Listen, when your development stages are coming, don't rush into bearing fruits. Some of us, when we are developing, we think it is ready to bear fruits. Take your time. Hallelujah. When people say, wow, hey, you are rich. Hey, that's for you, you are rich. Tell them, thank you. And don't say, you are rich, you are rich. I need 500. And you have to kill your head to give them 500 because they say you are rich. 
For the time of fix was not yet. It was not time of fix. It was not a season of producing fruit. But when you look at him, it looks like he's producing fruits. It was not the season. And what did Jesus say? Okay, Jesus cursed it. Okay, let's look at Luke 13 verse 8. If we delay in producing fruit, what happened? You see, the good news is that if you delay in producing fruit and you are in the house of God, planted in the house of God, he gave you a second chance. He gave you a second chance. That is why there is nothing like a denier to a Christian. If a Christian misses it, God gives us another chance. If a Christian delay, God gives us another opportunity. If a Christian go off, God brings us in. Because God has put so much in the Christian to allow us to go waste. Huh, do you think God will just let your life go like that? Sometimes we don't understand God. Do you think, why should God, in the midst of everything David did, God still keep that boy? He has put so much in you. Look at the moral training you are receiving in the house of God. Look at the teachings you are receiving. Look at the character you are redeveloping. Look at the image you are constructing for yourself. Look at the genuity and loyalty you are determined to become in life. And God knows that if you plant you as a president, the nation has peace. He should throw you away. Because you miss it once. No way. He doesn't do that. You know what God said? He said for them that he loved, he chased him. That's what he said. He didn't say he threw them away. Because he has put so much. Do you know your value in the kingdom of God? If you become rich, do you know the number of people you are going to bless? And God should throw you away so that all those people will go away what? because you have messed up. He will clean you. If it takes 20 years for God to prepare you, to use you, he will keep doing it. He keep doing it. That is why it is difficult for the righteous to fail in the kingdom of God. The painful thing that happens to the righteous in the house of God is that prolonged delay. Prolonged delay. Because when we miss it, he repeats it. When we miss it, he repeats it until we become prepared for the master's use. He will never throw you away. Hallelujah. He will watch your business to die. No way. When God knows that if the Christian go everywhere and nobody will give to them to wear, when it comes to your boutique, you say that, oh, it's my Christian brother, my Christian sister. Take it and wear. Anytime you get money, bring to me. So that because of your business, because of you, the righteous can also be clothing and God should watch your business to collapse. If the devil curse your business 20 times, God will bless you 100 times. He will never. Hallelujah. He said that, sir, the man replied, go to service. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, do you see a vineyard? We are hot. Vines in hot. The vineyard. So the vineyard, now we are talking about the garden of God. The church. The other fig tree that we spoke of, the Bible said that it stands far off. It is not in the vineyard. Hallelujah. 
When you go to Psalm 73, you will understand. When David willfully decided to backslide, God willfully chose to bring him back. If you like, try to backslide. You see what that? That is why people who choose to backslide and God try everything and they will not. He leave them. You know what the Bible says? It says, leave their soul to the devil. He torment them and break them. Because listen, it is not easy to backslide. It is not easy. So when I see a Christian who has backslide and is happy, I say, well, then you, you didn't get born again in the first place. Because if you really got born again and the spirit of God lived in you, you can't. You will try to backslide, but it will not. Hallelujah. Even when you choose to sin, when you finish, you enjoy the sin, but when you finish sinning, look at what? The moment you finish sin, as soon as you jump off from the sinning, oh God, I beg, please. Please, I beg. I've done it again. God forgive me. Yes, a time will come. Now, you will not struggle with it. I'm not, I'm now focusing on the right stuff. Because he will keep dressing you. He will keep dressing you. He will keep dressing you until you become neat and sweet. And you begin to produce fruits. Hallelujah. He says, so he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree. And haven't found. You see another fig tree? The first fig tree who was far away, when Jesus didn't find fruit, he said, curse be you. And nobody could speak for him. Hallelujah. You see, thank God that you are in a church. When God says no, there's somebody who can say that God say yes. Sometimes you don't have to underrate your pastor's who. You don't have to underrate your pastor. Because sometimes your pastors took a risk for your life. Hallelujah. Do you know that it's because of the congregation? That is why Moses didn't see the promised land. But their children saw it. When they were distributing the property and the inheritance, they didn't give some to Moses' children. They added them to the family. You will look at what, how Moses, what Moses suffered. God said, I will kill all of them. God said, Moses said, you lie. You lie. God said, Moses, what do you say? They are my people. I will kill them and I will raise a new people. God said, hey, your enemies will laugh at you. Moses told God, your enemies will laugh at you. Do you think that the pastor will stand there for the devil to mess up your life? So that the unbelievers outside there will look at you and be laughing at you. I will hold God's leg. I will hold God's leg. He dare not. He will not. Because God has mandated some of us to be shepherds of your soul. He has given us the right. He has given us the authority. He has mandated us. Jesus Christ called some to be apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and prophets to take care, mature the church until the church can do ministry, until the church can produce fruits. He didn't put fruit-bearing people into our hand. Though. He put vessels of clay and we have to make them to become vessels of gold for the master's use. So he said for three years, this tree in my house is not bearing fruit. Some of us last year didn't see results. This year you haven't seen results. And said, God, I'm tired. 
And God said, you know something? <laughs> I've been waiting for you three years. You have not been receiving, I don't see any result out of your life. I think I have to forget about you. And I have to get at someone else. Amen. Then he said, cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Cut it down. Why is, why, why is he using the, the why, why is he occupying the, the, the pew? Sitting in the church. Cut it down. It has delayed to produce fruits. Then look at what the pastor said. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. God said, cut it down. The pastor said, leave it for one more year. God said, and I will dig around it and fertilize it. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Anything that causes you not to produce fruit, I produce that thing into your life. I prophesy that thing into your life. I bring that thing into your life. Anything that has delayed your life from producing fruit, I pray it into your life. Anything that has caused your life, your family, your business, your finances, your marriage, not to produce fruit, I bring it back into your life in Jesus' name. God said, cut it. The pastor said, no. I will leave it. Sometimes your pastors stand in place and challenge God for your life. Challenge God for your life. And ensure. That is why if a pastor is now taken from the people to be poor, it's a big problem. Pastor who don't feel for the delay of miracles in the life of his people, it's a selfish, it's not called. Because it must be our burden that even if God turns his eyes off of you, we must bring God's eyes back. Moses. God said, hey, I'm tired. These people are so stubborn. Rebellion. Moses cut them off. I want to kill all of them. Moses stood and said, then kill me and leave them. Kill me and leave them. Kill me and leave them. But as for these people, they must see the promised land. And God, the Bible said that for the first time, God changed his mind. God said, cut it. The pastor said, as long as they are my church members, no way. Give them another year. They will prosper. They will bear fruit. They will produce fruit. I said, in your season, you shall produce fruit. You shall bring out fruit. God will give you another chance. There's one more chance for your life. Yes, it didn't work last year. That does not mean that's the end for your life. There's one more chance for you. It has failed. How many times? Three years. It has failed. The pastor said, give it one more chance. There's another chance for you. There's one more chance for you. I said, there's one more chance for you. This year is your year. This month is your month. Next month is your month. The following year is your year. You shall see the fruits of your life. Give me finally. First Samuel. Finally, first Samuel. And let's see what God does. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Then Hannah prayed and said, All of you know Hannah? You know Mrs. Hannah Elkanah? 
The woman that everybody thinks that she will never produce fruits. Everybody thinks her life has come to an end. Then by prayer, she entered into the season of fruitfulness. And when she produced fruits, this is the kind of prayer he, she prayed. So then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. Say, in the Lord, my horn has been lifted high. My glory has been seen. My reproach has been taken. My shame has been turned away. Sometimes, you see, when your season has not come, you bow down your head. Everybody thinks, as for you, it will never be your turn. People think it shall be like that. People think it shall remain like that. He said, my mouth boasts over my enemies. You will boast over your enemies. I said, you boast over your enemies. You will be proud over your enemies. People who think that it shall be like that with you, they should take time. They must take time because you are coming. I said, they must take time. A man divorced a lady and beat her mercilessly. Okay. Beat her. Throw her out. Made her miserable. Laughed at her. She thinks everything is finished with the sister's life. Hallelujah. Then this lady stay in the house of God. Building her life. Trusting in God. Living in God. Believing in God. Praying in God. Say, God, another chance. God, another chance. God, another chance. God, another chance. She got a job. And they made her human resource. Okay. She, they made her HR. Lo and behold, the gentleman has now become too hard up. She has applied for a job in that company. They have approved his appointment. They have arranged him for interview. And the HR has written and have tell everything. The time of the interview, the, 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 the room, and then the dress code and everything. Sign! Because she has changed her name. So sign. This man pick it. Dress, tie, nice. Was coming for interview. Go to reception. So, so, and so, so, say yes. Okay. Up, room five, left. Up, room five, left. Gentle. We'll knock the door. Co -co -co. Hello, who is there? Oh, it's Mr. So, so, and so coming for the interview. Please come in. This sister has moved from the decks, sat in the sofa in the office, crossed her leg. She's looking more brighter than before. He opened the door. Lo and behold, the one that she threw, he threw out, beaten and cast out, is the one who is supposed to, to determine his next fate in life. He stood there looking at her. said, who am I seeing? And she was like, you are seeing right. It's me. The one that you threw out, the one that you beat, I am the HR. Are you the staff who applied? 
He said, yes. He said, then sit down. The panel is going to come. If you do well, we take you. If you don't do well, we will not take you. He said, Sarah said, I have boast over my enemies. Your season will come. Your time will come. You will boast over anybody. People will look down on you. People will, will despise you. People will torture you and never. He said that for I delight in your deliverance. God will deliver you from every situation and put you in your season. He will deliver you from every mess and put you in your season. He deliver you from every challenge and put you in your season. He deliver you from every controversies and put you in your season. I prophesy today for your life that as you leave this place this afternoon, may you go and become fruitful. I accelerate your season. As you leave this place this afternoon, you shall be fruitful. You shall enter into your season. Your season of increase. Your season of multiplication. Your season of abundance. Your marriage shall enter into the good season. Your family shall enter into good season. Your business shall enter into seasons. As you leave this place tonight, everything that has delayed in your life, I accelerate it in the name of Jesus. Everything God has intended to restrain and withhold from you, I hold the hands of God to release it unto you. Everything that God has purposed not to give to you, I plead the mercy of God. He shall give it unto you. Whatever you are struggling from the day you were born unto today and you are not getting it. I enter into the throne of mercy. The throne of grace. And I plead the Lord. And he shall grant it unto you. From today, you will see your season. From today, you enter into your season. From today, you shall walk in your season. From today, you shall be blessed in your season. From today, anything that you do shall prosper. You will never miss your season. Your family will never miss the season. Your children will never miss the season. Your marriage will never miss the season. Your wife or your husband shall never miss their season. When the time comes to produce the manner of fruit, you shall produce it. When the time comes to bring forth the manner of fruit, you shall bring forth. When you go home today, everywhere you live, if you are supposed to produce fruit there, you produce it. In the name of Jesus, I declare this I prophesy this. I pray this. May it follow you now, always and forever. In Jesus' name, so shall it be. Amen and amen.